0: Welcome to the What's Important Now podcast presented by the Arvada Chamber of Commerce. Each episode, we'll talk to business and community leaders about the critical issues you need to know to help your business thrive. And now here's your host, Ryan Hecht. Welcome and thank you for joining us today for the What's Important Now podcast. You know, one of the most exciting things for small business owners in 2022 is returning to in person networking and referral groups without restrictions. That also means it's a great time to revisit best practices and strategies for building a successful referral network. Joining me today is Ian Campbell, founder and CEO of Mission Suite, a CRM and sales automation platform provider based here in Denver. We also have Philip Pelto co-founder of Firestorm, a Colorado-based professional networking organization. Thanks so much for joining me today, gentlemen. So we'll jump right into it, Ian. Let's start with the basics of networking and building a referral network for your leads. If you are diving into a new market or applying a new strategy to an existing market,
1: what are the most important steps for small
0: businesses to take?
1: I think you know the, the first and foremost, and I talk about this a lot, just start doing stuff. You know, I mean, there's like if you're new to a market, if you're new to your business, if you're new to your industry, if you're new to whatever, right, just start going places and introducing yourself to people. Um, you know, the most effective way to actually develop, start to develop connections is to meet people. Right. I mean, it start, it all the whole thing starts out with this. Uh, we We talk all the time about, you know, this idea of no like trust refer. Right. That people ultimately become friends with you in some way shape or form whether it's just you know quote work friends or you know maybe it's maybe it's a little bit deeper like a personal friendship what whatever but you get to that point where people know you they like you they get to trust you and you know that and they and you can kind of feel like okay you're not going to screw me over if I do something here and that's the time that I get to refer you right that's when I'm, that's when I start to feel comfortable referring you now that you only get to that last part if you actually start meeting people Right. So go do stuff, go find a chamber of commerce, find a firestorm group, find a, uh, uh, you know, find whatever you're doing, find whatever's around your town and just start meeting people. And you're going to go to a lot of bad events. You're going to kiss a lot of frogs, you know, none of which are, you know, at the Arvada chamber at the firestorm group, but, you know, but I mean, everywhere else you go, right. There's going to be at a lot, there's going to be a lot of stuff that you just don't want to do again. And that's okay. But as long as you come out with two, three, four uh, connections, even sometimes one connection out of one event or one referral group or whatever can be the can, can be the genesis of something pretty remarkable. So you meet one person and then all of a sudden you get to connect with you get to ask that person very specifically, hey, can you introduce me to these five people? Now all of a sudden you got five more people. Now you've got six people that are, that you can get to say that you get to meet with once a month and say, Hey, here are five people that you know that I'd like to talk with. Can you, can you make those introductions too? Right. And so it, but it all starts with one. So just go do something, right. Don't, uh, don't overthink it. Don't, you know, don't, don't get too involved in it. Don't uh, just go do it and get to know what you're talking about.
0: Awesome. So, once you decide to go do stuff um Phil I'm going to turn this over to you okay so you found a networking group so you found a group at the arvada chamber uh you find you found an event you're planning to attend what should you know or plan in advance of that meeting
2: yeah so a couple of things um the first thing that i uh want to understand is who's going to be at the event right so um I do a little bit of research. Uh, hopefully, you know, I can find a list of attendees if there's some sort of RSVP list, if there's, you know, maybe I'll reach out to the event organizer, um, and try and get a little bit of Intel on, you know, the people that are going to be at the event, just so I can start to kind of plan, um, you know, what type of event it is and what, what I'm going to, uh, Make my goals for that event, and then once I kind of have a good good understanding of who's going to be there, um, I I set out some goals. You know, I want to understand: Am I going there to connect with somebody that I already know um, to deepen a relationship with somebody? Am I going there to meet new people and you know f- potentially um, find a new a new partner? Or am I going there to prospect? Am I going there to you know try and find a new client? Um, you know what what's the intention of being there. And and all of those things are valid reasons to go to an event, um, but they all require different, uh, you know, approaches to the event. And so I kind of want to set out my goals, understand, you know, why I'm there and then um, understand, you know, what the metrics look like for success. Is it, you know, do I meet five new people and walk away with five new business cards, you know, that are potential contacts um, for, you know, business. Um, and, and kind of put things together from, from there. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, uh, those are the two things, you know, understand who's going to be there and then set some goals
0: for it. So Phil, you and Ian have talked at length about the importance of building out a referral network, um, mm-hmm. through some of these events. What are the right initial questions to ask, um, to form a successful referral partnership?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I think this is, you know, a, a big deal. And one of the things that you know I think a lot of people drop the ball on or, or don't really understand. And so I think um, understanding what your goal and intention is for that relationship is, is first and foremost. So, um, you know, I talked about when you go to an event, you want to understand, you know, why you're at that event. Well, you need to understand why you're creating a relationship with a particular individual. So, um, you know, is it to have a, a mutually ben- beneficial relationship? To you know, you send them deals, and they're a resource for your clients, and then you want them to send you deals, and you're a resource for their clients. Um, you know that that, in my opinion, is what networking is: is having this you know symbiotic relationship where you can both add value to each other's book of business, um, and you trust each other to a, to a point where you can you know know that they're going to handle um, any of your clients, you know, and, and handle them well. Um, so those are understanding kind of the end game of what you're trying to build is the first thing. And then, um, the questions that you want to ask of, you know, that person and of yourself is, you know, do they, do they fit the bill? You know, are they dealing with the same types of clients that I'm dealing with? You know, are they having, uh, do they have visibility to the same types of conversations that I have or that, uh will allow them to make an introduction for me. Um so just a you know quick example on that I think that's you know super easy uh you know the uh real estate mortgage insurance um financial advising kind of relationship there's this you know uh a a deal all of those people have visibility to those to those different things so when you buy a house you know you have somebody that you know is going to Um, you know, do the real estate transaction, you need a mortgage, you need home owners insurance. And typically, there's going to be some financial, you know, uh, planning stuff involved in that. So um, all of those people are having the same conversation have visibility to each different aspect of that. Um, And so that's a super important thing to to keep in mind, you know, whatever it is that your business uh, is, you need to make sure that your partners um, can make those introductions. And it's not weird, you know, like, I'm not going to ask, my nanny um who she would recommend to fix my roof you know like that's just that's a little bit of a weird you know disconnect there so um making sure that you know so and making sure that you're you're having the same kind of conversations and those are really the biggest things and everything else you can kind of figure out from there
0: so so i'm curious and i want to hear from both of you on this we can do phil and then ian Um, What's your number one networking mistake that you see uh, a lot of people making?
2: (laughs) Uh, I have to pick just one. Uh, I I think the biggest thing is people don't understand why they're there. They don't have a goal, you know, and and they know that they're supposed, they've heard that they're supposed to network. Um, but they have no idea what that means. And so they just show up at events and they're just kind of flailing around and, you know, trying to talk to people and they're throwing business cards around. And, you know, it's like one of those cash guns, uh, that you see in like rap videos there. Uh, you know, it's, they, uh, actually sidebar, I saw one in a uh, ski video, which I was super impressed with the other day. Um, but you know, if you just like stack that with your business cards and went around and shot it at an event, I feel like that's what most people do.
0: And that is not uh, what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> or an Oprah giveaway. You get a business card. You get yeah, a. Yeah, card. exactly. Uh, Ian, what about you?
1: Uh, only meeting with somebody once and expecting anything to come of it. Uh, you know, so often, like, I can't count the number of times that. In fact, I will go I'll go so far as to say 98% of the times that I meet with somebody after a networking event or anything like that, it's the last time that they reach out to me mm. to actually sit down and have a conversation again. Yep. I'm nine times out of 10 the one driving that follow-up and reconnecting with people and getting back together with people and whatnot. For, for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't know when it happened, like how we got to this point. I think it goes back to Phil's point about just not really knowing what you're doing there, like what, not really knowing what, like why you're the purpose of why you're there. But the purpose of this is to build relationships, right. And relationships that ultimately get to lead to business. So my question, like the, the question that I, that I'm always left with at the end of the, at the end of these kind of conversations that I have with these people that just show that just reach out to me one time and then never again is at what point did a relationship get built between the two of us. Right. And now, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you shoot me an email and say, Hey, do you mind introducing me to so-and-so like, dude, no, this is not like, this is not how this works. You know I mean? I don't know you well enough. Yeah, sure. We had one good coffee three and a half years ago. Um, but, uh, and Phil and I just had a conversation about this exact topic yesterday, right? I mean, yes, we had one good coffee three and a half years ago, but never heard from you again, you know? And, uh, and so the people that just refuse to actually try to maintain and really build a relationship, uh, but still for some reason, expect benefit to come from the, you know, the one time that we met, right? I mean, it didn't work as a frat boy in college, and it's not—it's not something that's going to work now. So, well, let's let's stay
0: on that topic. Um, let's say you build out this list of qualified leads. You've had that one great interaction. Um, what are some basic tips for nurturing those leads, building trust, and converting them to customers?
1: So, first of all, don't consider them leads. Right. Uh, I mean, if it's, a, if it if it's, a squ- if it's squarely in the lead column, fine. Right. That's, that's a lead. And that's, you know, that's, they go into your sales cycle and they go into your sales process. But if you're out there just networking and, you know, I mean, Phil and I are perfect examples of this because we both are in, a, in a, we both have businesses where anybody that we meet networking could be a really great client of ours. Right. So it's really, it'd be really easy for me to meet with anybody and have one of those one-off conversations. And the same for Phil, it'd be really easy for us to have those one-off conversations and to say, so you want to buy, right? Like this is what we do. This is why it works. And this is why it'd be great for you. You ready? Right. But it does, it's, it's obviously that's not the way that it works. And, you know, we hear this in sales, all the sales training all the time and whatnot, but really if you want to, so don't consider people a lead is number one. Um, Unless they've told you I'm interested in buying what you have, what you're selling. Um, But instead, look at them as relationships to be built. Look at them first and foremost as avenues to 10 clients as opposed to a sales opportunity with one client. Right. And and so because that's going to that's going to set you that's going to set your mind up for the long term. It's going to set your mind up to to help you build a build up, build out your network and build the relationship in that way. So uh, and then if business comes along in the meantime, fantastic. Right. Phil and I are clients of one another. Not because we sold each other, but because we got to know one another, we talked about what we had, we liked what we had, and then we developed a relationship. And eventually, yeah, you know what? And of course it was, hey, Phil, you know, you talked about doing this. Is this still something you're interested in? Ian, you know, you talked about joining this thing. Is this still something you're interested in? There was that, there were those sales, there were those sales steps along the way. But our first, our, uh, our first priority in that was not to close a deal. It was to build a relationship and that takes time and repetition. So meet with people on a regular basis, get together with people. One, you know, reach out to people once every three months. Hey, it's been a few months since we've gotten together for coffee. I'd like to hear what's, what's good. That's been going on in your world. Do you have time to, do you have time for uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks? Right. But reach out to those people that you think could be valuable for you and and really put the time and the effort in to get to know them on a much more personal level phil talks about what is it the mckay 66 or something like that um Mm -hmm. like all the little pieces of information that and i'll let phil expand on this but in my limited understanding of it it's all these little pieces of information that are beneficial for you to have to, to know about these people that are kind of in your top tier connections so you know wait until you get to like 35 of them to, uh, to, to, to start talking business, you know, because at that point you've built the relationship and they know, doesn't matter who they are. They know that you're not just there for, you know, to, just to, just to get a lead out of it.
0: Phil, do you have anything more to add on that?
2: Yeah, I think that's uh that's great. I mean, Ian covered a lot of the the basic stuff, but it's um it's reaching out and and developing those relationships. I mean, the one the one thing that I always like to think about is um, you know, uh, uh think of it like a bank account. It's a relational bank account. You've got to make a bunch of deposits in it before you can make a withdrawal. And there's uh that just takes time and it takes you making contact with them and you know staying top of mind and reaching out and sending them a text message and saying, "Hey, you know, I uh, was thinking about you, no particular reason you know it wasn't uh hey, I want to close a deal um or I want you to send me a referral. it's just hey, i you know I saw a car that I thought you'd like, or you know I saw that uh you know your business was in the newspaper for you know doing something cool, like you know good job mm-hmm. um so you are making sure that you're um going out of your way to to build that relationship, provide value. And like I said, make those deposits in the in the account before you ever try and make a withdrawal.
1: You know, and one of the like, I'm, and I'm, Phil, I'm glad you said that because one of the things that I like to do, I always like to be the first one to make an introduction. So if I can be, a, a, cause that's a, that's a big deposit. That's like, your opening $500 deposit, right. In the new bank account, right. That's if you can be the first one to make an introduction, then that's going to go a long way in, uh, in building up that relationship.
0: Totally. That's awesome. Think of it like an investment. I, l- I like the banking analogy there. Um, well, thank you both Ian and Phil for uh, joining us today. Lots to think about, uh, a lot of uh, great tips to consider um, if you enjoyed this topic and you want to take a deeper dive into referral strategy, take, check out Ian and Phil's uh, The Referral Bench podcast. New episodes drop every week. If, stay up to date with the latest from the Arvada Chamber at arvadachamber.org. We'll see you next time on the What's Important Now podcast. Thank you.